0: Good morning and welcome to Destiny. Please stand on your feet and join us as we open up with prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord, we glorify you, we praise you. Father God, we all open up our hearts and our minds, we open up this building, but more so, we open up ourselves to you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you are God. You are mighty, oh God. You are king of kings and you are Lord of lords, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that though you are creator of heaven and earth, creator of the universe, you care about the little things that concern us, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, that we can come to you at any time, any place. You never sleep. You never slumber. You never need time to recuperate from a bad day. You are always there. You are an ever-present help in a time of need. And I thank you right now, Father God, that we can also come to you whether we have need or not. We can be in a season up on the mountain just basking in your presence and you are right there with us. We can be in the valley in the lowest of lows and you are right there with us. There is never a time or a season where we cannot reach out to you and find you, Father God. Your word tells us to seek you and we will find. We knock and you open up the door. We ask and we receive. And I thank you, Father God, that you say all that we need is just that tiny mustard seed of faith. And we can move those mountains. We can tell that mulberry bush to pick itself up and be planted in the sea. And we thank you, Father God, that we have that faith. Mature our faith, oh God. Mature our belief, oh God. Let us not look at the things with our natural eyes. Father God, give us our spiritual eyes as you did with Paul on that road to Damascus before you changed his name. Remove those scales from our eyes, Father God, that we aren't trying to see the things in the natural, interpret them in the spirit, but we see with our spiritual eyes and we see what's going on in the spirit. We perceive what is going on, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that you can take us from glory to glory. We can go from realm to realm, from dimension to dimension, and we can see what you are doing in this earth. Our eyes are open to the new thing that you are doing that is being birthed out. We thank you, Father God, that we can call on you. We can wait on you, and you renew our strength, Father God. We mount up on wings as eagles. We run and we do not grow weary. We walk and we do not faint in in this season, Father god and we thank you lord every single person father god i thank you for every single one in here you are pregnant with purpose you are pregnant with what god is going to do in this earth and you are coming into your birthing season god is about to birth out everything that he has placed in you keep yourselves humble before him keep yourselves on your knees and on your face before him keep your ears attuned to heaven and he will speak to you he will speak to you son he will speak to you daughter He wants you to hear him. He hears you. He hears your prayers. He says, I hear you, son. I hear your daughter. Your anguish is not going unheard. Your prayers are not going unheard. But wait. Do not grow weary, for in due season you shall reap a bountiful harvest, and that harvest is coming. Will you be ready to receive it? Open up your hearts. Open up your hearts. Pour out those things that are not like him that he may pour more of himself in. Father God, we glorify you on this day. We praise you on this day. We welcome you in this place, and we don't need the music. We don't need the lights. We don't need any of those accoutrements, but we just need you, oh God. But we thank you, Father God. We thank you for those that you have gifted with the gift of song, with the gift of playing. We thank you right now, Father God, for their obedience to humble themselves and open up their mouths and sing to glorify you and to praise you. And we join them even before they come on this stage because we know that you are worthy. We know that you are worthy, oh God, and we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. You are glorious, oh God, and you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of God, you are already in this place, oh so God, have your way in this place on today in each and every single one of us going throughout the airwaves, Father God, have your way in our homes and in our hearts that our minds will begin to change. Let the mind that was in Christ Jesus also be the mind that is in us, that when we go out into this earth, we go out with purpose. We go out with intentionality, and we go out to infect, affect, and impact this earth with the word and with the kingdom of God. And we thank you, Father God, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for this day. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place and in each in this place, oh God, not just in this building, but within our hearts, oh God. And let us go out into this earth and do everything that you have called us to do boldly and confidently knowing that the Holy Spirit that you have given us he will lead us he will give us the words and he will tell us exactly what to do when to do it how to do it in every every situation father God we praise you Lord we praise you God come on in and have your way Lord thank you Jesus
1: Come on, and bless the Lord all over the room. Come on, bless the Lord all over the room Come on, bless the Lord all over the room Come on, He inhabits the praises of His people and we invoke the Spirit of the living God on this morning. Come on, Destiny, Millbrook, we invoke the Spirit of the living God on this morning. God, we say have Your way, Holy God, we say have Your way, Holy in this place. We say, Have Your way. Come on, the name of Jesus be lifted high. Lift up your hands, all oh, ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your hands, all oh, ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord of Hosts. He is the King of Glory. Come on, in this place. Come on, open up your mouth and bless him. Yeah. The name of Jesus lifted high, lifted high, lifted high. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus yeah, lives in high. Lives in high. Yes. Lives in high. The name of Jesus. Sons and daughters shall be saved, shall be saved, shall be saved. Sons and daughters shall be saved in this place. Come on, help me save. Sons and daughters shall be be saved. Shall be saved. Shall be saved. saved. Shall be saved. saved. Yes. lifted high in this place. The name of Jesus And lifted high, lifted high, lifted high over all of my circumstances. The name of Jesus lifted your mouth and release glory release the sound of glory release the sound of release the sound of worship god we honor you in this place simply say Saying there's nothing worth it. i he's so great I call him Jehovah Jireh when I need him he's there watch this watch this can I tell you how great he is he's so great that he took a little old boy by the name of Jay Keebler he's so great that mother Rachel mama Rachel he took that little boy and put him in a church in Wetumpka, Alabama and said, I'm going to let you suffer here for a little while. He's so great that on the day I thought about throwing it at the top. He's so great that on the day I decided I was walking away from church. I would not preaching no more. I would not pastoring I wasn't going to start no church he's so great that he told me go look for a keyboard he's so great that I laid in the bed at 5 o'clock in the morning and said I don't need a keyboard God I'm not pastoring no more I'm not starting a church no more I'm not about to take all me and my wife got to do nothing for people who don't love you anyway he's he's so great, watch this he's so great that at 5 o'clock in the morning my phone started vibrating, for the first time I got a Facebook notification when my notifications were off told my wife about it I said, I don't know but somebody named Brandon Pardue or somebody got a keyboard for sale but I don't want it because I'm not starting no church and the Lord said send the message or it'll be your last time getting an opportunity he's so great that I sent the message and that young man Brandon Pardue said let me just put you in contact with my pastor house of prayer house of prayer it was a connection on Facebook and a keyboard that you all have the pastor y'all got today if it wasn't for Brandon saying that they were selling a keyboard at Destiny I would have walked away listen I was tired I was tired I didn't want to do it Prophet is always, I didn't want to do it but he's so great he's so great that he said don't you remember my son Jesus when he was getting ready to go to the cross that God let this bitter cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but your will be done and when we got through praying when we got through talking I told him we were going to buy the key we wanted to buy a keyboard and we had no money and no members but he's so great he's so great that he says I'm not doing this so that you can get a keyboard I'm doing this because you've been going without a father for so long you've been preaching without a father you've been living without a father you've been doing everything you're doing without a father a lot of folks to care about you prophesying but nobody to care about whether you die and go to heaven or hell he's so great that a keyboard didn't just get my church an instrument it got my church a father and so with no other further ado all of this was a surprise to him he didn't even know that Sarah had inboxes and we planned all this praise and worship to glorify God to glorify God in a nation in a nation where the color of our skin should separate us we're in worship together watch this if can't nobody else shout let me help you shout this is what heaven looks like this is what heaven looks like so with no other further ado I turn it over into the hands of my father in the ministry. My pastor, Pastor DJ Apostle. it's in y'all's hands. God bless you.
2: I don't even know if it's on I might have broke it check there we go come on don't we serve a great God (laughs) Mm. y'all thank you Jesus oh thank you Holy oh oh man I don't even know where to go after that right now God is so good he is so good. Come on, if he's touched you in just a little bit, I don't care if it was just today, can we lift up a shout of praise? Can we give him what a king deserves in the house? And let's let everybody know what God's doing. Come on. Yes, Lord. Oh, man. Woo, I don't even... We got to go off script now because you just wrecked my world, brother. God is so good. Oh, man, I... Pastor D, Pastor J, look, look, I just want to stand in this spot right here. I want you to come up here. I need both of you. I want to introduce you all uh, whew, to our family. Come on, right here, right here. This is the spot right there, right there. See that spot right there? That that right there is, is, is this. This is this is holy ground right here. That's what they said. Man, this is Pastor D and Pastor J. <laughs> like I said, God don't make this up. Hey, look, we cannot make this up. God did this. Um, who would have thought that he was going to meet a pastor named DJ and we was going to bring this whole thing together? Okay, if y'all, if y'all don't believe in God, and I'm hoping it changes your heart today because this is kingdom family. This is what this is about. Okay, this is what this is about. This is about doing life together. This is about lifting each other up. This is about seeking God in a way that some people never get to experience this but we get to because you said yes and you said yes and even when you wanted to quit you said yes okay and sometimes that's all God wants to hear he just wants to hear yes he just wants to hear you say yes and what that does it opens the door it opens the door to, to, to start his flood of blessing and favor and, and I'm telling you man it's been a blessing look you have your stories have wrecked me because what you've been through and what you've gone through You know, people think that you just wake up in the morning and say, I want to be a pastor because God called me to be a pastor and all of a sudden the church flops in your lap and everybody shows up and it's not that way. And they don't understand the struggles that come with with bearing the burden sometimes of everything that God asks you to do. You know, sometimes we think it's going to be easy, but we don't realize that it's his way. And there's tests and there's trials and our faithfulness to him and your faith in what he's promised you. And his promises are yes and amen. His promises are on target, on time, all the time. And what you're witnessing here is family, y'all. What you're witnessing here is, is the making of a new family. This is, this is our family. Okay, so and what you need to understand in family, and this is this is what's so important is that that God will raise people up in your churches. He'll raise up, he'll give you sons and daughters in a church that you can raise up to send out and do the word of God, to to, to share the message of God, to share the gospel. And guess what? We have people like that in our church. We have a Kevin and a Crystal who's God's put in our house, right? And we know you're watching from home. We love you guys. But He's put them in our house as sons and daughters that we raise up. <laughs> But then God's so good, he says, he goes, I'm going to give you an adopted son and daughter. I'm going to bring people to you that, 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 that can fall into your family, into a kingdom family. And what people need to understand is that, that if you're, whether you're adopted or you're natural born, guess what? It's the same family. You get the same inheritance. You get the same favor. When you fall in alignment, like you said, when you fall in alignment with what God wants to do. Oh, you see, you see a, a trickle effect is what I call it. It's a trickle effect of God's favor and God's blessing and God's anointing. And it will trickle down from the top when you're in alignment. And what I love about uh, adopted fathers and and what they get, I mean, you can go all the way back to, um, what was it, Nero, I think. I got to look at my, my man and Nero. I think he was adopted, if I believe, into, uh, and when he took over the, the Roman Empire, he was an adopted son and took over the entire Roman Empire. Okay, so, so you being part of this family, it doesn't matter whether you were raised up in here, whether God's, God put you in different positions, and we just ran into each other. Like, this was not a, this was not a hey, I'm seeking, I'm seeking Pastor Jay, and hey, I'm seeking Pastor DJ. This wasn't it. This was our lives chasing and seeking God with everything we have, and we intersected at a point. And God said, at that point is where we're going to make it happen. And it took trust on both of us, because I saw the doubt in your eyes. I heard the doubt in your voice when we talked on the phone. But then when I saw you walk into church the first time, I saw a life just come up inside of you. And I saw God doing something major in you. And what you see here today, this is just a small example of what God wants to do in our family. This is it. And God's going to continue to bring favor upon your house. Look at This is the house of prayer. And I thank you all. You have a phenomenal pastor full of faith and just seeking it. Oh, man, just chasing after God. So... Um, what I want to do is I'm going way off script, but here's my thing. I believe that, that it is time for us to, um, to really culminate this with the ultimate thing. And we need to make sure that it's in front of your church, in front of our church, to make you part of this family, to make sure that God is saying, look, I'm empowering you, I'm protecting you, I'm putting you in position. So we want to anoint you today, brother. We want you to walk out of here in your church family to know that God has put you in this position. And, and, and you're not walking alone. Your, your church family needs to know that, that we are walking in this together. You understand? You need to know that he has somebody that cares about him and cares about Pastor D and cares about your family. And I care about your church. Okay, that's what it is. And It is that we love you, okay? And and you will not fail because we serve an almighty God. We serve an almighty God. And if you don't quit, I don't quit. And that's how this works, and we do this together. But I can't do it without my apostle, Brother Bo. Brother Bo, uh, Miss Rachel, you guys... Come on up here. I know. I don't know if he, there's a there's a mic there. If you want to say something, I'm just. I'm gonna grab some towels because I know I'm gonna need these. <laughs> hey, you don't know how we do it. We do it with Crisco. <laughs> if if you want to know the significance here, this is the exact same spot that almost two years ago. <laughs> that brother Bo. Laid hands on me, and God anointed us and brought us into relationship. That's that stain right there. That's about two gallons of Crisco, or Wesson oil, or whatever it was. We we were frying some chicken in this place. Come on, and it's also the same exact place where Brother Bo was anointed in front of all his peers, but in his company of believers, of people that that fall underneath him, and they all right. we all anointed him in the same exact spot. This is holy ground. This is where God said, "Come on in." Uh, because he wants to make something that's lasting and something that's permanent, and he's going to do wonderful work in you oh it's going to be so good. this is just the start. I keep telling people this it's just the start i don't i, I you know we're so young in this <laughs> i'm just doing this for you i 'm going to lay this on the floor first because i've done ruined enough carpet, and you know i have i have I have trustees that don't want me to buy any more carpet. <laughs> This one's going to be for you. But, Brother Bo, I'm going to turn it over to you real quick because I've done lost all. I went off script. I'm just talking.
3: Uh I I agree with everything Brother DJ said. It's it's amazing. And and y'all know that we we believe this, that we're going to do family. And it's awesome when they walk out of here aligned with us as family. They're not going to Montgomery and starting a branch of Destiny Church. That's right. We do not promote our brand. That's we right. We promote the kingdom of God.
2: That's right. Come on.
3: I told Brother Jay the other day when we decided that we this was the right thing to do <laughs> to bring y'all here and, and and to let your family see that we're in relationship and that they're not alone and that Brother Jay and Miss D, they're not alone, that we're together. That's right. But I told Brother Jay, I said, you know, People don't understand real spiritual authority. They don't understand how the apostolic is because they don't read the Bibles. But the truth is, <laughs> is what this really means, Miss D. You didn't hear it. And I don't know if Brother Jay told you. It doesn't mean that we own y'all. It means you own us. That's right. The obligation's always greater from the Father to the Son.
2: Mm. Come on. <laughs>
3: See, it means that you own us, Miss D. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. You have a right to pick up the phone and call Mama Rachel or Mama Jules and put a demand on us Mm -hmm. for anything. That's right. Whatever we can do, we're obligated as Mama and Daddy to do the best we can. That's right. And that's the same for you, Brother Jeff. And I believe that in and, 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 and brother DJ and I have been walking this relationship out and, and it is right. I'm not here to establish a brand, I'm here to see sons and daughters take the kids right. of Come God on. To this generation. And that's what we're doing.
2: That's right.
3: Now the other night we were we were talking and, and Brother Jay heard this and in in Acts in Acts, I'm sorry, in Genesis chapter nineteen. Lot is being saved by the mercy of God from the wrath of God that's coming down on Sodom and Gomorrah, and the mercy of God was extended to him because of Abraham, and also to his wife and his daughters, and the angels of the Lord took him out of there, and they told him, don't look back, Mm -hmm. and you get to this place called Zor, when you get there, when you're safe, God's going to bring judgment. That's right. And, and the Bible says that they got to the place that was going to be a refuge for them but the wife was so consumed with lust for the life that she had back there that as God rained fire down from heaven in a place of refuge she turned and looked back and the word that, that they use there looking is called nabat in Hebrew and it means to look with desire it's not that she looked She looked and saw judgment fire of God falling and still wanted that more than the place of rest that God brought her to. Nabot. Don't look, don't look and desire there. So you're not allowed to quit because I don't quit.
2: That's right.
3: It's not even an option. (laughs) No longer an option. That's right. Because in this family, we don't quit, we might quit for a minute. But then we get back up and ourselves.
2: That's right.
3: We put our hand to the plow because now people look to us to be the tree that stands planted by the river. And we got to give shade and we can't quit. But you know what's amazing is that the first place that you find that word Nabat is in chapter 15 where the Lord is trying to encourage his son, Abram. And he tells Abram, I'm going to give you a son. And, and, and he tells him, come outside. And he says, lift up your eyes and look. Mm-hmm. Nabot at the stars and count them if you can because you will have more sons than that. That's right. Nabot. He doesn't just tell you where you're not supposed to look. He's actually trying to tell us where we're supposed to look with desire. That's and right. that's toward the word and the promise of God, Jay. And that that's is right. such a ridiculous promise that he made to Abram right there. Count the stars. You will have more descendants than that. That is the ridiculousness of the great promises of God that he's laying out before you and Miss D. Nabot. Let it be in your heart that the promises and the blessings of God are so ridiculous it's impossible for anybody to do it except him. And it's been that way for you all the way up to this point. And the hand of the Lord will be on you all. And you're going to keep Nabot for what God has told you. That's right. As ridiculous as it sounds to everybody around you. Everything we're doing is just outside of the realm of possibility. And that's why it's the hand of the Lord. We're going to anoint you. We're going to pray for y'all. and As a family, y'all need to understand that we are family. Mm. And we're going to do this together. That's right. We're going to cry together. We're going (laughs) to weep together. We're going to shout and holler and be joyful together. We're going to correct each other Mm -hmm. in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And we're going to get up and walk together, hand in hand. That's right. And we will take our land. We will take Montgomery. It is an inheritance given to the sons of God. And you were there to take that land. That's right. You were there because your feet are on it. It belongs to you. That means it belongs to me. It belongs to DJ because we're family. That's right. Everything I own belongs to my kids. Mm -hmm. We're going to pray, y'all. And y'all need to understand that we now have family planted. You a seated son in the city of Montgomery. That's right, you come on. You are not there just because That's right. God has sent you there. That's right. Man, it's awesome to know you're not alone. Mm. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> All right.
2: Mm. Jesus. Oh, come on. Oh, brother. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll let you slide this way a little bit so Pastor D can get in here too. If I can get the elders, if the elders want to come up, that'd be great. Uh, anybody want to stretch their hands out? If anybody wants to be part of this, you can come up to. Uh, But I just know right now, we're just going to lift you all up. We're going to love on you. Let's just pray for them. Let's pray that God starts moving. Come on, holy. We love you, God. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you, God, for, for Pastor Jay, Pastor D, Father God. We thank you for them, God. We ask you to touch them right now. Bless their ministry, Father God. Bless everything they do, Lord. Father, we ask you to touch them in a mighty, mighty way, Lord. Father God, let let your love flow through them, Father God. Come on, Lord. Father, we just, come on. We open it up to you right now, Father God. You have your way. Have your way in their ministry. Have your way, Father, in everything they do, God. Touch them in a mighty, mighty way, God. We surrender to you, God. God, we anoint you, Father God. We anoint you, Father God. Let it run down, Father God. Oh, Lord, right now you see it, holy. Come on, Father God. Let it be your way, only your way, only you, Jesus. Only you, Father. We thank you, holy. We thank you, holy. I can't even reach. Come on, holy. Come on, Father God. We love you. We bless you, Lord. Pastor D, we, we bless you. We anoint you, Pastor. We anoint you, Pastor. We love you. Come on, holy. We love you, God. We thank you, Jesus, for them. We thank you for their ministry, Father God. We anoint them in your name. We anoint them in your word. In the Holy Spirit, God, guide them, lead them, direct them, Father God. Bring favor upon them, Lord. Put a hedge of protection around them, Father. They they are empowered and they are protected right now, Father God. And we anoint them and declare that that's their land, Father God. Come on, holy. We just lift them up to you, Jesus. We lift them up to you, Father. Come on, holy, anything, Father God. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Father, you're so holy and so wonderful, God. Come on, holy. Oh, Father, we release them to you now, Father God. We send them to you, holy. Let it be your way. Guide them, lead them, light their path. God, let it, Father, come on, light their path, God. Direct everything they do, Father God. Let it be only you, God. We welcome them to the family, Father God. We we expand the kingdom of God right now, Father God. We thank you for their anointing and their appointing, Father God, to Montgomery. We ask you to bless it and bring favor upon it, Father. Come on, holy. Keep praying. Any elders, come on. Come on up and pray. Lay hands. Will you get the offering bucket for me, please? Oh Oh, basket's fine there you go come on if you need a towel thank you thank you Father come on anybody else want to come up and pray come on come on Father you're so good so thankful Lord thank you for what you're doing in their lives God thank you for what you're doing in their lives I believe we're going to send them off the right way so Oh, guys, well, here's what we're going to do. I just believe God's telling us right now. When you send somebody off, you don't send them empty-handed. You send them prepared to do ministry. So we're going to bring up an offering basket here. So we want to bless them this morning. So we're going to send them off the right way. We're going to let them know they're loved. So as we bring this up, come on up, guys. Let's just come bless them as we can. Can we get some worship music playing, something playing in the background? Father, we're just going to bless them, guys. Come on up, and we'll just throw what you want in there, guys. We're going to get them in here. Come on, come bless them, Father. Yeah, go ahead. Come on, Holy. Come on. Come on. We have something we can play in the background. Come on, Father. We love you, God. We thank you, Lord.
0: The kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and now the violent take it by force. The world has said that we do not know, we don't belong in this land, that we're not right for this land, that we don't know what we're doing and we're out of, we're out of times, but this is the kingdom of heaven taking back tor- territory violently. This is the kingdom of heaven showing itself and showing us what is representative of heaven. And we are taking back territory in this state, in these cities, we are taking back territory and we are showing people this is what heaven looks like. This is what kingdom looks like. And so we are going out and we will take this land.
3: Come on Jesus Woo Come on Jesus Come on Andrew I told you I had something to to you In Isaiah 66 I saw you And the Lord spoke this verse to me the other night And it says this. But there is one my eyes are drawn to, the humble one, the tender one, and the trembling one who lives in awe of all I say. There's one my eyes are drawn to, the humble, you are a humble person. The tender one, you've got a tender heart. But it's the third thing the Lord wants to perfect in you right now. The third thing is, the trembling one who lives in awe of all I say. It's not good enough just to live in awe of the word of God that he wrote down in his Bible. You need to give yourself permission to live in awe of every whisper he's put in your ear and everything he has spoken into your heart that is way beyond your ability to even comprehend as a reality one day. Let your heart tremble and be in awe of every whisper he has put in your ear. And you will see the hand of the Lord bringing it to pass, Andrew. Let your heart tremble and be in awe of the whisper. You're going to see it. I give you permission to believe what other people have told you you can't believe for. I right now tell you, you can believe. I as a father in this house now give you permission, son. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing that God hasn't given you the ability to accomplish that he's whispered to you. You go and you believe it. I charge you before God and for men. Tremble and be in awe and to begin to walk in what God has told you. All you got to do is believe. In Jesus' name.
2: Come on. Can we give it up for the house of prayer? Pastor D, Pastor J, we love you guys. We thank you. Come on. What a phenomenal worship set. Wasn't it good worshiping Jesus this morning? Y'all fired. <laughs> I need to know what's going on around this place. <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. yeah, we can just set it up there and then we'll let them, if anybody wants to give, they can give on up here. That's good stuff. Well, do me a favor, guys. Uh, w- welcome to Destiny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Pastor DJ, my wife Jules. Uh, we get the honor to pastor here, and she is at home with a major migraine, so she is not here this morning, so my apologies. Uh, but do me a favor. Let's get a little bit of music playing while we transition. Guys, find somebody you don't know. Tell them hello. Love on them a little bit, just like we have been doing, and we'll get started in a second.
4: What's up?
5: Everybody's on a different path. But but some people are just a little, you know, further along. I get up every morning and I put on the full armor of God. Just like the Apostle Paul tells us to do in Ephesians 6. Of course, it's made a few things more difficult. I've had to reevaluate some things like how I get in my car, how I drink my morning coffee, but but I've come up with solutions for most of these things. It's not for everybody. And my wife's not really into it. Hey, can you hear me? Dad, I need, I need you to talk just a little bit louder. Sometimes I hear people make fun of me behind my back, but I just turn the other cheek, you know? I mean, who's gonna be laughing when the day of evil comes? Not the guy in the suit of armor, you know what I mean? I'm working on my moves. Gotta stay sharp, you know? I've got my breastplate of righteousness. I've got my helmet of salvation. It doesn't get any more secure than when you're wearing the helmet of salvation. Shoot! I've got my feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth. I got the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And I've got my shield of faith. I don't know why more people haven't done this yet, but they will. They'll learn.
2: Come on, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? Come on. Hey, let's give a shout-out to our online audience. Come on, we love you guys. We thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Share this link. Get it out there. Let everybody know what's going on. That's so important. And don't don't forget to look up our prayer partners. They're going to be on the screen. If you need prayer this morning, please, please, please reach out to us. We want to pray for you. We want to make sure that that you have all the needs you need right now. We want to pray for you. So so reach out to our prayer teams. They're going to be up on the screen. Um, Man, what a morning. You guys excited? (laughs) I never know what's going on in the church anymore. I just kind of show up. So this is really good stuff. I appreciate y'all uh, coming out. House of Prayer, thank y'all for joining us this morning. It's an honor to, to have you here. Um, we definitely, uh, uh, we'll get started here in a second. Let me cover just a few little details, little little announcements this morning. Um, so if you're our guest do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. Uh, if you don't have one, just raise your hand. We have ushers, they'll get one to you or pick one up at Connection Point, the big wooden desk out in the foyer. Make sure you fill that out before you leave because if I didn't, look, I want to pray for you. I want to make sure that we reach out and let you know that, that we care about you and we love you and we thank you for taking time out of your day to come see us. So that's it. Fill out the card. We'll take care of you. Uh, we also have a special gift for you. So fill that thing out uh, and turn that into Connection Point so we can, or you can turn it in at the offering at the end of the service. It's Totally up to you uh, how you get that to us, but please take the time out to to do that. Now, you can download our app. I want to really get into my app real quick. It's the App of Destiny Church, and this is so important you understand this because we were watching online the last two weeks, uh, my wife and I, because we were in Augusta with my son one week, and then we were uh, at home last week, and we were watching online, and what we noticed, when you go to Facebook Live and watch, it'll cut off and do all kinds of things, but when you watch on the app, It works. Okay, so download the app, Destiny Church, Alabama. You also get push notifications. So if we're going to cancel something, it comes right across your phone. Okay, so you don't have to worry about going online and saying, well, is the church open tonight? Today? No, if we cancel something, it goes right across your phone and gives you a notification. Look, I just, I got to experience it for two weeks. The app is so much better. Download it. We don't get anything for it. It's just there. It's a tool, so utilize that. It's really good. Um, but, yes, we want to uh, talk a little bit about upcoming week. Uh, so Monday night prayer right here, 6 p.m. on Monday nights, guys. Don't miss out. Sometimes we're we're, we're screaming and shouting and, and dancing around. Sometimes we're laying on our face. We just don't know what the Holy Spirit wants to do, but we just let him have his way on Monday night. So if you want to come out and pray with us, if you need prayer, come on out. If you notice, we have a prayer cross on this side, and we have a miracle cross over here. And I'm telling you, uh, put your prayers up on the cross on this side so we can pray for them as a church. We pray for them on Monday night, we pray for them throughout the week, and then when your miracle comes true, we land it over there on the miracle cross, and we get to talk about that and just kind of share what God's doing uh, in this house. It's so good. We serve a powerful God, but we can't do that if you don't do that, all right? So if God's showing up in your life, let us know so we can talk about it. Um, so that's Monday night prayer. Tuesday at the table. Um, this week, Tuesday at the table, is going to be with Brother Daniel again. Come on, Daniel, raise your hands so everybody knows who you There he is right there, guys. Come on, Daniel. Um, Man brought a powerful word last week. I'm telling you, you need to you need to show up, man. Uh, this man is intelligent with wisdom and knowledge, and uh, it blows me away. And uh, it's so awesome to be in that presence last week on Tuesday. So get here at 6 o'clock expecting to learn something, to hear a powerful word. And he's bringing it this week, so I'm excited. I don't know what he's talking about yet, but I'm sure he'll find out about Tuesday at 6. <laughs> so good. Uh, our Destiny Kids ministry and our student ministries on Wednesday, they're Um, They're canceled this week because of Thanksgiving, so stay home and uh, have your kids at home and your teens at home. Uh, We'll pick that up next week, so I just want to let you know that. Uh, And the last thing I want to talk about is our Mexico mission trip. So we're doing our first mission trip, 15th through the 25th of February. Uh, Look, we have nine people that signed up already from our church. That's so powerful, guys. Nine people, we're going on our first mission trip. We're going down with Brother Bo. We get to go in and meet all his brothers down there and all the villages down there. Uh, It's going to be powerful, and we're excited about that. So here's what I know. I know that out of the nine people that signed up, I'm pretty sure not all... All those individuals they're trying to raise money they 're trying to do whatever to go on that mission trip, but I also know there's people that are gifted uh, in this they have the spiritual gift of giving and you have the, the ability to give and but you don 't want to go on a mission trip so this is why i 'm talking to you because we 're a family and we want to make sure that everybody that wants to go on that mission trip to be used the way God wants to use them has the ability to do that so I believe that there are people in this place there's people in this church there's people online that you can bless somebody you can pay for their trip you can make sure they have an opportunity just because you don 't want to go doesn 't mean that God God didn't bless you with the ability to let somebody else go. So uh, if you want to do that, you can fill that out. You can put it on a kiosk. You can put it online, do it online. You can fill it out in your offering envelope and just, just pledge that money to the mission trip, and we'll make sure it gets to those families that that want to go, that, that need that to help, help with that trip. It's going to be powerful, though, and I can't wait to see what God wants to do in Mexico. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm already trying to learn all my Spanglish. I need a lot of help, so... You know, I lived in Panama for four years. You would think I'd pick up a little bit of Spanish, but not so much. So I'm excited about that. So now I got to go way off my script, which is good because, man, I had a lot of stuff I was going to say about you, Brother Jay. I'll leave all that for later when I come over to your church. <laughs> it's so good, man. Wasn't that good today? I tell you, it is so good to see the kingdom of God come together and different church families come together. That's what this is all about, man. That, and I love it. You know, you use one of my favorite sayings, man. This is what heaven looks like. And if you don't like it, then you're not going to like heaven. I'm just letting you know right now. So, um, man, it's so good. So I appreciate y'all. You guys ready for the word? Because I'm getting ready. It's been it's been two weeks since I've been up here. So. Hopefully you ordered some takeout and maybe they're going to deliver it. You know, God says I'm down to about three hours right now. So let me see what I can fit in in three hours. No, I can't do that. All right, let's pray. Let's get right into the message, guys. Come on, Father. We love you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the house of prayer, Father God. I thank you for relationships, Father. I thank you for family. And Lord, um, man, God, we just ask you to bless us today. Father, bring a word. Land it on my heart, Father God. Let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' mighty name. And we all said amen and amen. Good stuff, man. All right, we are in this big series uh, called The Armor of God, and you would think that would be a very quick series, but not in our church, because we like to do things slow and methodical and make sure we get everything out of everything, right? So we've been doing this for like two months. <laughs> I think it's been like two months, maybe two and a half months we've been on The Armor of God, but it's so, so important because guess what? We are, we are under spiritual attack all the time. We're in the middle uh, of spiritual warfare all the time. And if you don't understand as a Christian what that means, it means you got to be prepared for that. And God gave us all the tools. God gave us all the ability. God gave us everything we need is in that Bible. He said, this is what you need, but you got to read it to understand it. You, not, you have to read it to know it. So we're going to break it down. We want to build a foundation in our church that helps us walk in that process, that helps us... Uh, get where God wants us to go. So I think we got to take a step back sometimes and build on a foundation, and spiritual warfare is one of those. Uh, That's why it's so important. So uh, anybody here been under attack lately? Come on. It's 2020. I see every hand going up, all right? 2020, been under attack. But I tell you, what's funny is that when you embed yourself in in the kingdom, when, when you focus on God, when you look at everything that God's doing, when you start really sinking into God, 2020, I hear a lot of people say, man, this has been the worst year ever. And I'm like, I don't know, because I've seen more blessings this year with people in our church and in our church and people in our families than I've ever seen. So what it means is that the people that don't understand where to take their worries, where to take their concerns, they're struggling. But the people that know where to go, man, God is listening all the time. He's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us. He is right there and he's listening. And he says, trust me, just seek me with everything. And guess what? I'm going to be there. I'm going to help take care of you. So that's what's so important. So because we can't take a break. We can't take a break, okay? Uh, The enemy doesn't take breaks, so we can't take a break. Enemy doesn't take weekends off, doesn't take holidays off. Thanksgiving's coming up. You all know that. You're going to be surrounded by family. The enemy sneaks in. (laughs) All our family's going to Florida. It's going to be a wonderful, peaceful... (laughs) I'm just... Just preaching the truth up here. No, but it's so good that, uh, that we get to spend time with family. But I'm telling you, this is where the enemy sneaks in. He doesn't take a break. So whenever you let your guard down, okay, if you decide not to put your armor on every single day, what happens is the enemy gets a foothold, and guess what happens there? Now he starts attacking you, and all of a sudden there's worries and there's issues and there's anxiety and fear, and all that creeps in. And you allow it to rule your life, and that's not what he wants us to do. We need to be walking in that peace. So the enemy has schemes uh, to attack our faith all the time. And here's the thing, if he can't stop us, see, the enemy has two, two big purposes in life. Either he wants to stop you uh, from being saved, stop you from going to the kingdom, or what he wants to do. Then once you, once you accept that, then guess what he wants to do? He wants to stop you from using your gifts, stop you from advancing the kingdom. He wants to try to, try to stop you from doing whatever God wants you to do. In this in this life, so so we got to make sure that we sink in with this. We got to make sure we understand this. So if you go back, we've been doing this for weeks. Look, all that stuff is online. All that stuff's on the app. Go back and and listen to this. Listen to what God's trying to do. He's trying to give us a good word to prepare us uh, to 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 get a foundation in us that won't break. Okay, he says you need a foundation that won't break under a storm. So he's trying to help us through that. Um, so that was about three weeks ago, I think, was the last time that I spoke on this, and we actually talked about the helmet of salvation, how, how uh, Christians need to focus because their mind is the most important thing, right? If the enemy can get a hold of your mind, he can get a hold of everything. You know, we talked about how that helmet is related. It's got an analogy with, the, you know, with a Roman soldier, but that's because they had to protect themselves. So they had to protect their head going into battle. Same thing with us. Every single day we need to protect our minds because if the enemy can get a hold of our minds, he can get a hold of everything. Right, that's just how it is. So, so we need to protect ourselves. Um, we need to protect ourselves with the helmet because what happens when you put the helmet on, it's kind of like with the Roman soldier, he'd put the helmet on, it gave him courage to go into battle. Well, same thing in our lives. When we wake up and we put the helmet of salvation on, it gives us the courage to walk out the door and take on the enemy. It gives us the courage to step forth in what God wants us to do. It's the courage that you put on when you put that helmet on. It's that, that understanding that no matter what, um, you're going to heaven. Isn't that good? I mean, that's what I like about the helmet of salvation. It means that one day I'm going to spend eternity with our father. I I can worship him. I can sit in his presence. So whatever happens in this world, this is just a minute speckle of of what's going on uh, in the rest of our lives. In the rest of eternity for us. So when we put that helmet on, it's an assurance of salvation. It's knowing that every single day that no matter what happens, I know where I'm going to be for eternity. So that's that courage that comes with that helmet. So that's what we talked about last time we got together. Um, So I wanted you to pull out your Bibles. Uh, Hopefully you brought your Bibles. Go to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. This is our go-to verse. So this is where uh, we've been preaching out of for two months or so, however long. Um, So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bible. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take the stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of the peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So, man, the Bible lays it out for us. Tells us all the armor we need, we can't pick and choose. You don't get to wake up every day and say, I'm not going to carry my shield. You can't wake up every day and say, well, I'm not going to put my helmet on this time. Or I can't put my breastplate of righteousness on. He said, you need to put the full armor of God, the full armor every single day. How do you do that? Man, you got to get into the word every day. You got to wake up and get prepared every day. You need to be praying every day. You need to be worshiping every day. It's the full armor of God. And you need to put it on before you leave the house. For some of us, we need to put it on before you leave the bedroom. Because <laughs> you got kids on the other side of the door. And you're like, oh, no. Like, I need to put on that full armor of God so I'm ready. So I'm ready to walk out that bedroom door. Okay, but the Bible lays it all out for us. Because the devil's real. He's powerful, okay, but he has nothing against us because we have the full armor of God because God's standing on our side, but he is real. So we're gonna pick it up in verse 17. It says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So last week, we, like I said, last time, helmet of salvation. So we're gonna pick it up right there. The sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Now, I'm going to kind of give the context here. Once again, Paul is writing this. Uh, He is in, like, house arrest, and he's chained to a Roman soldier. So That's where he gets this analogy from. He's not saying, wake up every day and put on armor. He's not saying, walk out of your house with all this heavy gear on. Okay, he's just giving us an analogy that, that he's chained to a Roman soldier, and he says, you know what? Everybody's going to understand what this means because Roman soldiers were common back then. People got to see them fight. They ruled it. They're all over the place. So when he's looking at this guy, imagine him saying, you know, what's that for? What's that for? What do you use that for? Um, So here we're talking about he's looking at a Roman soldier. He says it needs to be the sword of the spirit because he realized that, that every Roman soldier goes to battle with a sword. He has to take an offensive weapon into battle with him. Okay, so he's like, man, that's pretty good. You need to take a sword with you. So, so we know that, that when they take your sword, it's called a gladius. Okay, a gladius. It's like 20 to 30 inches long, and it's razor sharp on both sides, and it has a razor sharp point on it so it can pierce all armor. That's what the, that's what the soldier would carry with him in the battle. And it was phenomenal in close, close contact. Like when, like when you're up close in battle, that's where it was. Okay, so you, you could definitely fight it. It worked two ways. It could, it could defend a blow and it could strike. So here Paul's saying, he's relating it to that because he says the word of God is your sword. The word of God is what's gonna help you defend and strike. In fact, it's the only, the only bit in your armor, the only tool in your armor that's used for the offensive to strike is the word of God, is the word So we have to have the word. It has to be on our tongue. We need, to be knowing, we need to know what's going on all the time with God and his word and how he wants to use it in our life. That's up to us. Okay, because here's the thing. Here's what I realized in life is that we always try to use worldly, worldly weapons to fight a spiritual battle. Right? That's what we try to do. We, 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 we see what goes on in the world and we try to respond the way the world wants us to respond, not the way God wants us to respond. And that's where we end up in problems. That's where we end up in trouble. We think that, well, if I guess what, if I can't pay my power bill this month, I'm going to have to go out and do something crazy. Maybe I'll steal, maybe I'll do something, maybe I'll find a way instead of going to God saying, God, make a way. And what happens is you go out and you do something that you regret. That's how the enemy works. He's going to try to get you to respond in a worldly way, okay, and not in a spiritual way. So 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says, for we live Okay, for for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Okay, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Man, I love that. It says the weapons we fight with. Okay, guess what they do? They demolish strongholds. So all those things that keep you locked up, fear, anxiety, it breaks the chains. It breaks the, I'm telling you, it can can break it all apart. I'm sorry, I I think I saw my wife walk in and she blew my eyes away. I just started melting. I lost my train of thought. I love you, baby. And my daughter's here. I love you, Cass, all the way from Troy. Thank you. Look at that, God's so good. Come on, I should bring her up here. (laughs) Now I'll get in trouble later. I'll just let you know. So let me pick this back up. Let me get focused. (sighs) Come on, Lord. She's usually sitting up here out of sight. Now I got to look at her the whole time. (laughs) So here's the thing. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. Like I said, they, they, they break the strongholds. So when you're dealing with depression, guess what? It's a stronghold. Okay, so so we can't fight with the same weapons because when you get depressed, what you try to do is you go out and you try to do something to make you feel better. Sometimes it's spending. Sometimes it's alcohol. Sometimes it's drugs. That's not how we're supposed to fight that. That's called fighting a world. That's a worldly tool to fight a spiritual issue. Okay, so we demolish the arguments. What I love is it says you have to um, set itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Everything that pops in your mind. Everything that pops in your head. When, when, when you feel like you're, you want to do something. You have a desire to do something. When your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions want you to do something. You're supposed to take that thought captive. Make it obedient to the word. What's God say about that? And not just obedient to the word. What's he speaking to you? So we have to take every thought captive. Because you can't take a knife to a gunfight. Well, I know some people that probably could. But it's not wise. You know, it's like trying to put out a fire with a flamethrower. Ain't going to work. You need to fight the battle. Right? You need to fight it with the right gear, the right things. Because here's the thing. When we fight the battle, the world wants us to fight. It ends up wrong. Okay? Ends up with what? Arguing, fighting, manipulating, lying, retaliating. Going on social media. Okay, and blasting people. See, that? That's, that's, that's how the world teaches us to fight. Try to get your, your word in there so nobody else will see it. They don't know who sent it. Try to do things the world's way. But Ephesians 6, 12, go back to that because I want to go right back into that big verse. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm." So when somebody offends you, you got to realize this. If somebody offends you in this world, the battle is not against them. It's not against flesh and blood. So if you allow yourself to be offended, it's because you allowed yourself to be offended. Nobody can offend you if you don't let it happen. That's flesh and blood. Right? The battle's not against that. Okay? It, it, the battle is Spiritual. So the battle's not against your kids. Okay, when, when you can't handle what they're doing, whether what they've done, the battle's not against your kids. All right? the battle's not against your parents. You don't like what your parents have done or what they're doing or what they did in your past. You can't blame the rest of your life on your parents. The battle's not against the flesh and blood. The battle's not against your Spouse. Even though there can be bickering and arguing, but guess what? That's a spiritual attack, okay? It's not against them. So you can't go back against them. You need to pray for them. You need to inject the word of God. That's how you take care of that. It's not against your boss. You don't like your job? Yeah, you can always get another job, but guess what? It's not against flesh and blood. The battle's not against your boss. It's a spiritual attack. Pray for them. Come on. Quit retaliating against people and pray for them. Come on. Come on. We have to fight the spiritual battle with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Come on. Because our word of God, the word of God is sharper than than the Roman soldier's sword. Isn't that good? It's sharper than that. Okay, it can be used to attack, to uh, defend. It's, It's a bit of discernment. You can use it for discernment. You can use it for everything. It's surgical. So what is the word of God? Let's talk about that. I want to get into that because I can say word of God and you might have a different idea about what I'm talking about. Okay, the Greek breaks it down into two words, Logos and Rhema. Logos and Rhema. So, so Jesus is the living word of God. That's Logos. Am I saying it right or wrong? Logos? Logos. Yeah, that's why I have people like him in my life. Logos. All right, I'm good with that. Logos. I'm going to get that one down. There it is. I love it. It's, it's, Jesus is the living Word of God. Okay, and then the Bible is written, and that's the written Word of God. Logos, right? Am I saying it right? All right, he's pointing too, man. Everybody's pointing back at you. That's why Daniel teaches on Tuesdays. But see, here's the thing. So you have the written Word of God, you have the living Word of God. Okay, then the Holy Spirit speaks to you and guides you. Rama? Is that right? Rhema. I'm, look, I'm going to check every time. I don't mind checking because I want to be right. That don't bother me. <laughs> hey, look, I didn't go to school for this. I'm just letting you all know. <laughs> don't even know English too well. So, so rhema, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, that's when God speaks to you, it's a rhema word. It's a rhema word, and that's what you need to understand. Because when we talk about the sword of the Spirit is a rhema word of God. It's a rhema word of God when he speaks to you. It's the Holy Spirit's voice that guides you. And it gives you a revelation that you can't find in the Bible. Because the Bible's got a lot of scripture in there. You know, and it covers all kinds of things for different situations, but it doesn't cover everything. Okay, that's why you can't live completely just, just by the word. And you can't live completely just by the spirit. You've got to have a, a I'm going to say it wrong again. A log, Say it again. Logos. Okay, Logos, there you go. I go. I'll go back to Logos. It's there. It's that word of God. It's either Logos or Rhema. I'm in there. I'm in there. But Rhema is the word that is precise for your situation. That's what's so important about that. It's precise. So, in other words, um, better at, when I study to preach, okay, so, so I'm reading through the Bible. I never know sometimes what God wants me to do. So I'm just reading verses. I'm studying scripture. I'm in it, and, and I'm reading the Logos word. I'm reading that. That's the written word of God. And through that, he starts speaking to me and says, this is what needs to be spoke this weekend. And it might not be for me. It might be somebody sitting here. God already knows. And God already knows what's happening in your life. And he gives me a rhema word to make sure that I can share that message with you. That's how good of a God we have. That's how awesome of a God we serve. So he gives me a rhema word. And I come in here and I speak my rhema word to you. Right, And then God's going to give you a rhema word out of it. Isn't that great? <laughs> like You can walk out of here today with multiple different words, multiple different opinions, multiple different thoughts about what just happened. Some of you can walk out and go, man, that was the worst service ever. I didn't get anything. Other people walk out and go, man, I got filled up. And you're like, how did that happen? They're holy. <laughs> They're listening. No, but, but, that, but that's what it is. You never know how God's going to use it. You never know how God's going to use you. Um, And that's what that rhema word, like I said, it's that rhema word you're going to use in the spiritual battle. That's that sword of the spirit. So when something starts to happen uh, in your life, when you start to, um, to come against a spiritual attack, that's when you start searching. You could read the Bible, that's fine. But you just can't quote a verse out of the Bible every time and expect it to do what it's supposed to do. Okay, you, you, you need to read the word and then let God download something supernaturally into you from the Holy Spirit that says, this is how you're supposed to use the word for your situation. That's how that works. I think about it. We went up Thursday to Selma and we got to pray for brother John up there, man. I tell you, I love being around you, man, because you bring a word. This man, you are anointed, dude. Come on. I, I love being around him because everybody started getting a word. Daniel had a word. You had a word. Jazzy had a word. Brother Bo had a word. And they're praying over this pastor, and everybody's got a word, right? And they were able to speak that word. I didn't get a rhema word. God showed me a scripture, and I'm like, all right. What's that all about? Why, 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 am, why am I not in the friends group? <laughs> so I had to wait because they're all speaking words. I wanted to go up there. And, let me tell you my word. Uh, that's what God said right there. I said, I need to wait and give you your word. So I waited till everybody left. And I went up and I said, hey, man, let me share this word with you. And I read it to him. And as I was reading it to him, God started downloading stuff into me. And I said, this is what it means in your life. And this is how it's going to change your life. And this is what you need to do with it. That's why Daniel had to sit in the car for an extra 20 minutes because it went from a short scripture to it's time to talk because God just gave me all kinds of stuff for you. So it depends on how he does it. It can be, your rhema word could be a, a scripture. But he's going to, once you start speaking that scripture in life, it's a living word, y'all. And it starts to come alive and it starts to do things. It starts to change the atmosphere when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of it. I'm telling you, it's so good. Oh, man. So Logos is the is the general word of God, okay? It's the general word. It, it communicates his ability of what he can do. Like this, this whole Bible is that. When you read this, it's all God, but it, it gives you an example of him. This is who he is. This is what he can do, okay? And the rhema word is what he's going to do for you specifically, and, and that's important. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like having a... Uh, the the, the logos word is, the, is the, the lake. That's the lake, body of water. The, the, the rhema word is when you take a bucket and go get a little bucket of water out of that lake. That's how that works. And here's the problem. If you don't know where the lake is, you can't get your bucket in it. So you need to know the word of God. You need to be studying the word of God because if you don't know where to get the word. You know how many people are constantly sitting around going, man, I need a fresh word. I haven't heard from God. You're not in your word. That's where it comes from. God will speak to you when you're in the word. Hmm. That's where you're going to get your rhema word. So it starts in that, man. Get, Get in your Bible. Read the scriptures and allow God to work and talk through you and speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit move in your life through the word. Okay, but like I said, that's the lake. You need to know where it's at. Need to know where it's at. So here's the thing. We all go through battles. Jesus had to go through his battles, as you know. He was tempted. Jesus was tempted, and he also had to fight back. And he could have used anything. I, w- I don't know if I could have done it the way he did it. But granted, he was fighting against the devil, Satan. Okay, but, but here's the thing. He said, he said I'm going to use the word of God. I'm going to use my Father's word against you. Go to Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. See, Jesus had to go through everything we had to go through. He's all man, all God. And he had to be tempted. He had to go through it. Why? Because he he had to experience what you're going to experience. He feels like you feel. That's how it was. He had to go through it. So we're going to pick it up there. In verse 4, it says, or I'm sorry, yeah, Matthew 4. Uh, one, it says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So yes, he went through it too. But I want to pick this. Up. Here's, this, just, this happens right after he gets baptized by John the Baptist and the Holy Spirit ascends on him in, like a dove. And then what's the first thing the Holy Spirit wants to do? I'm going to lead you into the, de- into the wilderness. I'm going to take you out there. Why? So you can be tempted. Okay? But if you notice that he didn't get tempted until what? After he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry. It says he was hungry. <laughs> Who here is hungry today? Come on. <laughs> I told you, order some food, have it delivered. But he fasted 40 days, 40 nights. So I love, going into spiritual warfare, even Jesus had to prepare. You got to get right. So guess what? That's why we live what we call a fasted life. It don't mean I fast every day, but I... I'm going to fast when I feel like I need to fast. I need to prepare my body. I need to be ready. I can't let anything take priority in my life. It needs to be God and only God. And when I start feeling things creep up, I need to start fasting. I need to start putting that stuff down. I need to start putting certain food down. I need to start fasting and preparing myself. Jesus had to do it. The only reason why Jesus didn't give in to to temptation is because he wasn't vulnerable like we are inside. He was all God. You know, I, I wish we had that. Right? It's a, it's a fight. It's a battle. But see, the Bible says that when a man is tempted, he is drawn away from, by his own desires. Okay? So, so it's your own. The tempter can't tempt you. Okay? It, he can't tempt you without your cooperation. See, he's only going to come at you with stuff that, that, that you're willing to, to, to give to him. See, he's only gonna tempt you. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their own temptation. See, there's a cooperation there. Like, he can't come at me to, to, to do something that he would come at Brother Jay to do, because I'd be like, well, that ain't no big deal. That was a good one. Wipe my hands clean of that, right? Kick off the dust off my feet. It doesn't work that way. So he knows you. He knows your habits, he knows your heart. He's trying to, he's gonna tempt you in whatever way you give him. Okay? So for temptation to work, okay, we have to have a desire and want that thing. Okay, so what is it that the enemy is tempting you with? Because there's a deep inward desire that you want it. And that's where we start addressing it. That's where the sword of the spirit, the word of God, it's like precision. It can do surgery on you. And we can get in there and get it out, get rid of that temptation. Because it's all soulish. It's this, the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, you know, we talked about that before where I said sometimes we get out of alignment. So our alignment is we're led by the spirit, and then our soul comes in underneath that, our mind, our will, our emotions, and then our body's after that. And our body has to submit to our soul, and our soul has to submit to our spirit. What happens, though, is we get so caught up in the world, we, we, we put our soul above our spirit. Yeah. So now all you can get is what your soul, your mind, your body, your emotions want, and your spirit has to submit to that. That's why we end up in trouble, and then your body has to submit to that. That's how we end up in trouble. So we got to put our spirit first and let our spirit guide the rest of it. All right, let's pick it back up on verse 3. So here he is. Jesus is fasting. He's hungry. It says, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come on, he's, he said he was hungry. So the enemy comes at him and says, well, turn the stone into bread, then you can eat. But I think if you, he starts quoting it. If you, if you look at what he's quoting, he's quoting Deuteronomy three. That's where he's quoting it. So he's quoting a word of God. So he's using a logos word, but then he's turning it into rhema for his situation. See how that works? Okay, even Jesus did it. That's what it's there for. So God gave him a rhema word. It says, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. So now the enemy's quoting scripture. Come on, he's deceitful. The enemy knows scripture now. Come on, he knows it, and our goal is to know it more than him. He's quoting Psalms 91. He knows it, and our job is to know it more. You've got to be in your word. You need to know how to combat that from the enemy. That's like you've got to take everything captive, right? So it says, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Once again, Deuteronomy 6.16, a logos word used in a Ramah situation. He said, come on, do not put the Lord your God to test. And they did that, if you can remember when they did that, it, it, when they were in the wilderness, in the desert, right? And they, they, they were putting him to test because they didn't have water. Complaining, hollering, screaming. That wasn't good for them. I think the Bible says in the, in, in the end of that whole scripture, I don't, I don't want it written down, but I'm sure someone will correct me. <laughs> I think it says that they did not get the rest in his presence because of that. I don't know about you, but I want to rest in my father's presence. Okay? I want to rest in his presence. Mm. So they already saw What's bad about that is they actually saw miracles. They saw wonders, and they still didn't believe. Still didn't believe. So then it picks it back up in verse 8. It says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said if you bow down and worship me. So Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Come on, Deuteronomy, right there, right back into it, Deuteronomy 13 through 15. It says, fear the Lord your God, serve him only and take your oath in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you, for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God and his anger will burn against you and he will destroy you from the face of the land come on and some of you go well that's good because i only worship god do you because y'all got idols in your life you got stuff going on in your life you put over god that you've reprioritized over god for some of you it keeps you from coming to church so for all you online i was there for two weeks and the word of god is great online but you don't get to experience it the way you experience it in person And I understand their sicknesses. I understand all that. But I'm telling you, being here in person is completely different. Don't use it as a crutch. Use it as a tool. I know too many people that like to just get up, put on their pajamas, you know, get their pajamas on, eat breakfast while they're watching. The Word of God. God said, you do not want to do this life alone. Come on, we got to do this together. You can't do that from your house. This is family. You need prayer? Come on in here. Let's pray up on you. But sometimes we put that out there. We idolize things in our life. Sometimes it's money, so I'm not going to give God what I got because I need more of that. Sometimes it's your job. Well, I'm just going to work and work and work. I can't go out and do anything. You know, uh, I can't serve the Lord because I got to work all the time because we're idolizing things. We're putting things above God. Well, guess what we're doing? We're minimizing what our God can do in our lives. You're saying, well, God can't provide, so I guess I'll go do it myself. That's what we're doing. So when you say that it's okay, you only serve one God, do you? What are you worshiping? What's an idol in your life? What are you putting above him? It says, then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Hmm. I'm telling you, Jesus had to be tempted like us. And when he fought him with the word of God, the devil had to run. He couldn't stay. He had to obey. And then right after that, it says the angels came and attended to him. Come on. I don't even know what they did to him, but I, I, I just want to be in that presence. I want to be in, in the presence of the Lord and his mighty His mighty angels. Come on. Hebrews 2.17 Hebrews 2 17 says, for this reason, he had to be made like them fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. And that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So Jesus had to fight the same spiritual battle and he used the word of his father. So why are we trying to do it on our own? Why are we trying to do it on a worldly way? Why are we trying to put matters into our own hands? When Jesus himself had to turn to his father. You think you can do way too much. Sometimes it's just better to say, you want to know how to be at peace and at rest in God? Surrender to him. Surrender to him. I always tell people this, do everything you can possibly do. Give the rest to God. Don't worry. don't, Don't be fearful about things. Do everything you can do and give the rest to God and watch how he shows up in your life. Ain't that a word, brother. I'm telling you, I remember that phone call. Come on, when he called, I'm just looking for a keyboard, but I don't even know if I need a keyboard. We're like, oh, brother, and once we met, it was on, wasn't it? And, it, and God just doesn't give you what you're asking for. He gives you a whole bunch more, doesn't he? Come on, he gives you a whole bunch more. We weren't expecting this. That's why we got, that's why we, no, I ain't going to say that. I was going to say that's why you got to answer Facebook at that five in the morning. No, don't answer Facebook at five in the morning. Facebook comes after the word. Word first, then Facebook. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Man. But here's the thing. It, it, up to this point, what you got to see is that every piece of armor that we're dealing with up to this point is a virtue, right? It's a, it's a behavior. Think about it. Everything from the belt of truth to the, to the breastplate of righteousness to the gospel of peace to the shield of faith to the helmet of salvation. It's all virtues until you get to the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's a person. Come on. That's where the power comes in. It's not a virtue. You need, you need to put on the Holy Spirit. Allow him to fight your battles. See, God gave us the Holy Spirit to help us out, to guide us, comfort us, battle with us. We got to utilize them. What sense of having a tool if you don't use it? Don't make any sense, huh, Jim Paul. I got a lot of tools hanging up in my barn that I don't use. <laughs> I definitely don't want to add the Holy Spirit to that. <laughs> Come on. Man. So here's the good part. God gave us the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit moves in, he doesn't move out. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit moves in, he doesn't move out. He's kind of like a an older kid. <laughs> You're like... You're still living at home. When are you going to move out? You've been here the whole time. Can't, like that relative that shows up and says, can I just stay for a week? Yeah. Six months later, you're like, what happened? That's how the Holy Spirit is. He says, I'm going to move in, and I'm not going to move out. See, it doesn't matter what happens in your life. It doesn't matter how much you try to steer yourself away from him, how much you quit obeying him. He doesn't leave you. He grieves you. That's what he does. He doesn't leave you. He grieves you. He grieves like the loss of a loved one when when you you quit obeying, when you quit following him. But he doesn't leave. He's just sitting still. For some of you, you hadn't heard from him in a while because he's just dormant because you're not seeking him. But he's still there. And for some of you, you can't keep him quiet. Can't walk in Walmart without giving somebody a word, you know. You can't go to the bank without blessing somebody. It's just how it is. Man. God's word says you, he, he can never leave you, never forsake you. He's always there. Hmm. So the more you grow spiritually, the more you grow sensitive to his word and how he speaks to you. And that's the tool. See, that's the sword of the spirit, the rhema word of God. It's what he speaks to you. It's so important that you understand that when you get attacked spiritually, you can turn to him, and he's going to give you a word, right, that's going to help you fight off the enemy. Mm. So you need to read. You need to study. You need to memorize. You need to get in a word. If the enemy knows it, you need to know it. Come on. You know, any kind of battleground, whenever you go into battle, you study what the enemy does. So you understand how they do it. Well, if the enemy knows the word, why do you think you don't need to be in it? That's where the power comes from. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than, a two, than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, that word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, the written word. His word, it's alive, and when you read it, it's going to pierce you. It's, that's why you feel convicted sometimes. <laughs> when you're reading a word, you're like, oh. <laughs> Come to church, you're like, ah, that one hit me in the heart. It's the word of God, and it can penetrate. It can dig in between your thoughts. He knows everything about you. So what makes you think you're going to walk around without him poking you once in a while? Right? He knows you more than you know you. I love that. It says it has the ability to judge your thoughts, your attitudes. It can read your heart. So some takeaways today. Some takeaways. One, you need to know the written word of God, logos. Know it. How familiar are you with it? How much do you know it? How much are you in the word? Because it's easy to get in a habit, trust me. I, I was there. It was easy to get in a habit of just... Watching a sermon every now and then. I'll just watch a sermon. You know, I can wake up every day and watch a sermon, but how much are you in the Word? Because I tell you what, when you get in those moments in life where things just seem to be spinning out of control, when you pick up the Bible and you start reading the Word of God, man, things start happening. Things start shifting. All of a sudden, He starts speaking again in your life. And if we know that's where it is, then why don't we go get it? Man, why don't, I mean, I know where banana pudding is, and when I want it, I go get it. I'm not comparing God to banana pudding, but I make some good banana pudding. And, and I'm telling you, if you know where it's at, why don't you go get it? And we know it's right there. It's right there. And if you don't know where the lake is, you can't put the bucket in it, right? Come on. Second thing you need to do is get a of word of God. You need to focus on God in every situation, every matter. How's that start? Read the word, pray about it, and let God speak to you through the word. That's the answer you need. That's the answer that you should be seeking, because that's going to be the one from God to help you. It's going to be the sword of the spirit. That's how he's going to help you battle everything. So Romans 10, 17. You'll like this one, too, because you all know this one. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word, the rhema of God. See, so the faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Your faith comes through your connection with him, the spirit speaking to you. That's where your faith comes from. Not not just reading this. You can read this all day, but if you're not hearing from him, something's wrong. There's a disconnect. So God's will... God's word will accomplish what it wants to accomplish because there's power in his word. This word, the rhema word, it's all there. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 it says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return, uh, return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. His word brings power. His word brings life. The word he spoke to you doesn't die. There's seasons for everything, brother. And he says, you was going through a season. It might have been a dry season, but it was just a season. And he said, you need to keep tilling, keep, keep moving forward. And let God do what only God can do. Because his word. Is yes. His promises are yes and amen. Come on. Man, think of how powerful his word is. And I'll just, we'll end on this because I want to go, over, I want to end in the beginning. Come on. If God can speak the world into existence, <laughs> what problem do you have that our God can't solve? What's going on in your life that God can't fix it? When it said he spoke it, Genesis 1 says and God said. That's all it takes for God to give a word. He plays keys too, man. I'm just God dances, sings, plays keys. I got work on this, y'all. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that we are a body, right? A body of Christ. Because look, I'm just a foot, man. But you got everything else going on. But that's okay because God can use my foot. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Come on. (laughs) So take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Come on. It's spiritual warfare. warfare. We need to know how to battle. We need to know how to fight. We need to put on the full armor of God every single day. We need to prepare to go into battle. Because it's not going to stop. It just gets easier. When you surrender to him, when you turn it over to him, the battle gets easier. So you just need his word for your battle. Focus on that. Every time you're in a battle, you need his word for your battle. Jesus did it in the wilderness, and you're going to have to deal with it in your walk every single day. It's just how it is. Full armor of God. Gear it up every single day. Amen? Y'all get something out of this today? It's been a good day. Come on. We want to pray this morning. Um, first off, man, I want to, man, I want to pray for you the desire to hear the word of God. I want to pray for you that want more of him i want to pray for you that that are seeking him in a better way i want, I want you to man i want to pray for those today that that, that you just want the the will to get in the word you want that desire to get into the word and to read what god wants to tell you i want to pray for you this morning i want to pray for god to open your hearts and minds to hear what he has to say for you because he's got a specific word for each and every one of us we're all different but he made every one of us. And he has a purpose and plan in this world, right? For you, for his kingdom, for his glory. And the longer you don't submit to that, the longer you fight that, man, that's just what God—how how God can't use you. So think of the lives that you could touch every single day with the word of God that God puts in you. And it's not happening because you're not submitting to it. So those people that, that God put in your path that you were supposed to say something to, that they had to go one more day without knowing about their father. That'll wreck you. If I had enough time in the day, I would talk to everybody. Ask my wife. <laughs> Can't go somewhere with me and get out of there fast. But man, if there was more daylight, just more time. Man, God just wants to use us. So, Father, we just love you, God. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Holy, you see the hearts and minds in this building, God. And you you see the ones that need to know you more. You see the ones that need to have the courage to to fight the battle with your word, Father God. You see the ones that desire to know the word, that desire to read the word, Father. Father, light a fire in them this morning, Holy. Come on, God. Come on, Lord. You see it, God. You see their hearts. Father, give us the man, just help us, Father, put on the full armor of God every day as we wake up. Let us seek you first, God. Let us seek your word first, Father God. Father, give us the ability to resist the temptation, Lord. Man, holy, we just love you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in this place, God. You're so powerful, so wonderful, what you're doing in the house of prayer, God. We thank you for them. God, continue to do a work, Father God, continue. Man, so Father, you see them out there, God, so touch them right now, Father. Give them a rhema word, Father God, today. Come on, holy. We love you, God. We surrender that to you. Have your way in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I know there's some people here. You might not even know our Father. You might not have that relationship with them, So when when you're reading the word, you still don't know who that connects to. And that relationship is so much better. That relationship is so much better. Better than the word is the relationship. You gotta know him. And God wants to touch your heart today. God wants to let you in today. And all it takes is you surrendering that to him, saying, saying, God, I want you in my life. I surrender to you. That's it. So there's some of you need to receive Jesus into your heart this morning for the first time. And I'm gonna give you that opportunity. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, right? And you believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. But it starts with you. I can't believe for you. You need to believe it yourself. And there's no special prayer for that. There's no special prayer in the Bible that says if you pray this, but it's a prayer from your heart. A prayer from you to him. So I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you this morning. And if that's you, you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You know, nobody's looking. Don't be embarrassed. Just raise your hand. I want to see him. I see him. I want to see him. I see it. I see it. I see it. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Have your way, Father God. Come on. Man. So we're going to say this together. We'll say this as a church. And if you say this prayer for the first time, first time in a long time, because some of you won't raise your hand, that's okay. We want to pray for you after service. Come on up. If that's not you, fill out a connect card. Let us know, because I will call you personally. We'll talk with you. I want to make sure you know the next step. I want to I make sure that, that we give you the right tools to move forward in this relationship. This is not a say a prayer and leave. <laughs> this is say a prayer and get to know him. Get to know who he is and allow him to rule in your life. So just everybody repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I kept you out of my life (laughs) for too long. Can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on the cross and rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. It's so good. Come on. I'm telling you, if you said that word today, don't leave here. If you said that prayer, don't leave here without letting us know. Don't leave here without letting us know. We want to pray for you. We want to guide you in that. Man, and Kevin's not here, so I guess I get to do this for the first time in a long time. Look, this is the time at Destiny Church we like to give, and, and we don't give like everybody else. You know, we're going to have some people standing at the door. Um, we just believe that uh, we don't pressure you to give. If you're a guest here, you don't have to give. Look, it, <laughs> if you can't be a cheerful giver, we don't want your gift. That's just the way it works. All right? That's just the way it works around here. Uh, we believe that, that, that God, God loves cheerful givers. Okay, so... I'm just thankful for what God's doing. I'm thankful not only what he's doing in our church and in our home and our families, but what he's doing, man, in in the house of prayer. Come on, brother. God's touching. He's doing some amazing things. And if it wasn't here, here's the thing, guys. If it wasn't for what we could give, we couldn't help bless them. So everything you've been given over the last couple years, the stuff we were able to bless them with is because you were faithful. And because of that, you see a whole church man stepping up, and this is powerful, powerful stuff. God is doing a mighty thing. I'm telling you, but that's that's all the fruit. See, that's the thing. is You don't understand it. Like, we, we just, we submit to it. When God tells you to give, you give. That's it. You just obey, and then after that, you can wipe your hands clean and say, I don't care after that. Like, I did what God asked me to do. Okay, so so I'm going to pray today because I know God's doing a mighty thing. We are, um, and I've said this before, we're in the midst of buying this building, and we've been blessed throughout this whole Virus and everything to, to, to have that money uh, and, and be able to buy this building. So we're, we're negotiating that and pretty soon we'll be owners of this building because you give. I mean, that's just powerful, powerful stuff. People online, you don't even know. There's some people, we, look, there are people that watch us online every single week and they give and, and they're part of this church. They just haven't been able to be here. Okay, I'm telling you, it's, God works through anything if you listen to him. Listen to him and obey him and let them operate in your life. So, so we're going to pray over the offering this morning. We're just going to surrender this to God. Let him do what he does. You can give on the way. If you want to give, there's a kiosk in the foyer. You can go online on the app. You can give online. You can fill out an offering envelope and, and give that way. Um, but, man, let's just pray for God to bless our offering. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, God. You are so good. You're such a good, good father. Father, we thank you for your provision. Father God, we thank you for your relationships. Father God, we thank you for our family, our kingdom family, Lord. We thank you that we get to do this on a Sunday morning, Lord, that we can come together and worship you. So, Father, we surrender it all to you. Father, we ask that that this gift, Father, you bless it, use it for your kingdom in any way you want. Father God, bless the gift and the giver. Lord, we surrender it all to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen and amen I want to invite our prayer partners up and if you're a prayer partner for your, for house of prayer come on up don't leave here without prayer today we believe this is a place of healing this is a place where we can we can we can break chains off people today I just believe you can do that today so don't leave here without giving prayer okay we love you guys we thank you we're gonna um, you can stay around as long as you want we're going to be hanging around come say hi come meet the family uh, we'll be seeing y'all a whole bunch in the future we love you we'll see you next week God bless Thank you.